It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your good podcasts from. It is a Thursday already. Tomorrow, Friday, where has the working week gone? The 8th of December today for 2022. And from the Australian Bureau of Statistics this morning, they tell us the value of new home loans being approved in October was a total of $25.79 billion, and that's down 2.7% from September, the lowest value since December 2020, and also the number of owner-occupier first-home buyer loans dropped again in October, down to 3.2% from the previous month, and down almost 26% from the same time a year ago. Of course, the interest rates don't help things, and coming up in just a moment, we'll be talking about those, along with the war in the Ukraine, and also the economy with Cameron Murray, a property economist. If you're celebrating your birthday for today, the 8th of December, happy birthday. You are sharing your birthday with Sinead O'Connor. She is turning 55. Nikki Minaj, she's turning 39 today. And it was a very sad day on this day back in 1980. One of the greatest singing voices of all time, John Lennon, was shot and killed. We are just as addicted to property as you are. Every weekday morning from 6.30. It's the Main Centre Forecast with PRD. Selling smarter every day. All right, let's have a look at your weather on this Thursday morning. First we go to Sydney. Good morning to you. Expecting partly cloudy skies, mainly dry and a high of 23 degrees. A morning shower or two. Expect that for Melbourne, a high of 17. And look at the temperature in Brisbane expecting 37 degrees today and a possible storm and 25 is your forecast high in Perth and expecting blue skies. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Well, a lot of the year for 2022 has been all about the rate rises and the dreaded inflation. Too much time probably has been dedicated but it's probably been necessary given what's going on. And will 2023 be a continuation of the same? Probably. Well, let's bring in right now Cameron Murray from the University of Sydney. He's a property economist. And a very good morning to you, Cameron. Welcome to the Real Estate Breakfast. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, over the last 24 hours, we've sort of had time to digest the RBA's 25 basis points rise. I don't think too many commentators were surprised by the percentage. What did you make of it? Yeah, that's exactly right. I think that was uh, thoroughly expected by the market. And I think uh, the question now is how much further they go in this cycle before the Reserve Bank is satisfied that they've uh, suppressed demand in the economy and that inflation might uh, have peaked. I actually think we can observe uh, what's happening in the United States uh, a few months before us to see see what's likely on that front, how much further and for how much longer we get the rate rises. 
Well, talking about how many more to come, interestingly, there are a number of economists forecasting that the cash rate could go up by 50 basis points in the first quarter of 2023. Probably that is unavoidable with inflation spiking over the Christmas New Year. So what do you forecast? What do you think is likely in that first Q1? Yeah, I, look, I think that's possible. I wouldn't expect much more than another uh, 50 basis points of rises. Again, I really think it depends on what happens internationally. Australia is a little bit like a cork on the global economic ocean. We sort of have to bob up and down with what the major economies are doing. So if the US keeps pushing their interest rates up, then I think Australia will follow. But if, as the US Federal Reserve has has flagged, they're nearing the top, then, then I think we can uh, finish with the rate rises as well. And we also get to look almost forward in time at what, what inflation is doing globally to see if, if it's likely to peak here also in the next six to 12 months, which, which I personally think it will. I don't know if you've noticed uh, at the Bowser, the petrol is coming back in price again. I think a lot of factors suggesting we're, we're near the peak. So maybe we get the 50 basis points, but I, I wouldn't expect anything more than that. Just in terms of the the war, because Ukraine's war is continually sort of linked with all of the inflationary, well, a big part of the inflationary problem. If the war was to finish within the next couple of months, how significant do you think that that would be in terms of the inflation number? Well, my personal view there is that, that the Ukraine war is, is not the biggest driving factor in inflation. If you actually look in the second half of 2021, prior to the beginning of the Ukraine war, we already had a lot of the inflationary pressures that have, have flown through from producer prices, from commodities into consumer prices. So I don't think it's the major factor. If you look at many commodities, uh, many uh, energy resources, they're back below prices they were at the start of the Ukraine war earlier this year. So I think um, my personal inflation story is, is one of global supply chain disruption due to COVID lockdowns and border closures fueled by spending that people had saved up during uh, the 2020 lockdowns and also the huge uh, benefit payments that, that sort of came through from governments around the world. And I think those factors have, have mostly run their course. We've, we've had a building construction boom. We've had the energy boom that seems to be coming back. So I, I actually think uh, consumer price inflation's mostly peaked in most of the world in 2022. And it, it won't really matter what happens in Ukraine from here on in. And what about the public, Cameron? Because with these rate rises, they're supposed to suppress the inflation. I wonder whether people really get their heads around the effect of what the Reserve Bank is trying to do. I wonder if they fully understand it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm going to be let you know a little secret here that most economists don't really understand either. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, a lot of guesswork and and sort of of intuition and, and rules of thumb that we're not exactly sure about behind using interest rates for inflation targeting because at the end of the day the story is that we want to make give you a high return for saving so that the decision of households to spend or save is switched away from spending towards saving because you get more money in the bank 
it's more expensive to borrow, to buy a new car or a house. And what we're trying to do is essentially make people stop spending money. Uh, one of the big mechanisms, though, in Australia in particular, is through our mortgage rates because we have a stock of $2 trillion of mortgages. And the effect here of increasing the interest rate is that the interest those uh, mortgaged households have to pay reduces their ability to spend on new goods and services. So it's kind of a bizarre thing that the prices of goods and services are going up. We think it's a problem because it's making households poorer. And our solution is to make them even poorer by increasing their interest costs so they spend even less. Uh, it's a little bit of an odd thing, but you know, it's so far, it's in the last 30 years, it's seemed to do the trick to keep inflation stable. And every time we've had to tighten rates significantly, it hasn't really lasted too long, just a couple of years. So I think that's also worth keeping in mind for, for people worried about their mortgage in their house. I suspect when you look back in five years time, your interest rates won't be as high as they will be in 2023. And what about, I don't know if you caught up on this news, but some commentators are saying that next year could see some growth. They're sort of predicting 8 to 9% in the market. I guess I have a more probabilistic view of the future. Like it's it's certainly within the realm of, of probabilities that uh, we get price growth, that the correction we've seen in the second half of 2022 has has finished and that despite the higher mortgage rates, people borrowing at 6% or more, that we still get some price growth. As you know, investors have been absent from the market from pretty much since 2017 after the Royal Commission. And so there's plenty of investors still out there looking for yields. And if we look at, for example, apartment markets in Sydney, which is you know, a huge part of the Australian property market, the yields on apartments are up from below 4%, 3.7%, to now 4.5% because the prices have come down and the rents have gone up. And so despite the higher interest rates, it still makes investing relatively attractive. Typically, we don't get a housing peak until mortgage interest rates are around twice the gross yield of housing. So if houses are yielding 4%, the peak is normally when the interest rate is 8%, if you look historically, and we're not quite there yet. So yeah, there's definitely a possibility for a bounce. But as I say, another 50 basis points interest rate rise, depending on what happens in the US with their inflation and their interest rate rises and, and whether we follow, could mean that we don't get that rebound as well and that prices continue to fall steadily throughout 2023. But you know, I'm not eliminating that possibility. It's just uh, I don't know which future we're going to land in next year. Which future? That's it. I mean, so <laughs> many talking points. That's the whole ticket to this thing is so many things to consider. So many factors can change either subtly or dramatically. You're just, you're just sort of a passenger on the train yeah. riding it. Yeah, that's right. And I think what's important to keep in mind about um, you know, housing corrections and housing busts pretty much they only happen when no one's expecting them. Because if everyone's talking them up, then people's behavior changes today to account for the fact that everyone expects prices to fall next year. And what that does is it smooths out the future because our, our behavior changes the future. So really, we get these sudden busts when people aren't predicting them because if they were, we wouldn't panic sell, right? So there's, there's a bit of psychology underneath it all as well. Oh, yes, for sure. Plenty of psychology. Great to talk to you, uh, Cameron. Uh, enjoy 
enjoy your Christmas break and New Year coming up and uh, look forward to catching up and talking more in 2023 with you. Terrific. Thanks for having me. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 